I started gaining weight. I started getting sick. I started having difficulty digestion. I started having allergies which were seasonal to begin with, but then all year round. And then I started getting depressed and I ended up going to three specialists, a gastroenterologist, an allergist, and a psychiatrist. And I was diagnosed with three diseases, irritable bowel syndrome, severe allergies, and severe depression. And I was given seven prescription medications. You are listening to The Dr. Haley Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you optimize your health. Each episode, there will be an interview or a message to help you discover better health. We will be featuring health radicals on the show to bring new ideas to the table, as well as doubling down on key fundamentals to support you living your best life. Your host is no other than the founder of Haley Nutrition, Dr. Michael Haley. Dr. Michael Haley, and this is the Dr. Haley Show. Today, we're going to talk about getting clean from the inside out and detoxifying safely. We're meeting with a cardiologist, medical doctor, a New York Times bestselling author. He graduated from medical school in Uruguay and completed postgraduate training in internal medicine at New York University and fellowship at Lenox Hill Hospital. The stress of the drastic changes gave him his own challenges that would lead him to create a program that would help countless others around the world. He got irritable bowel syndrome and depression. He essentially became his own patient. He realized the shortcomings of treating these with medicine and sought alternative solutions. After his medical training, he studied Eastern medicine in India. He's been called the father of detox. His research and experience led to findings that are the subject matter of his New York Times bestselling books, Clean, Clean Gut, and Clean Eats. I've almost finished reading Clean 7. It's excellent. I'll be completing his Clean 7 program in the next month or so to experience the benefits. I'm sure I'll go on to repeat, rinse and repeat again and again and again. Today's superstar guest is Dr. Alejandro Younger. Younger, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you for having me. You know, um, I'm reading your book, uh, Clean Seven. I'm almost done with it. I'm getting to the part where uh, we're getting to the the diet and the different kind of diets for different people. I have to figure out what dosha I am. Is that? Am I saying that right? You're saying that correctly. Yes. You have okay. To- <laughs> Excellent. Um, I love your book and the intro and everything that got you to the point where you are today. And I was hoping that you could share your own experience, what your life and your health was like in Uruguay, what happened when you came to the United States and why you came to the United States. And and what was the big uh, culture shock for you? Why were things so different in the United States than in Uruguay? Well, in, in Uruguay, when I was born a few years ago, life was very simple. There were no supermarkets. You know, my mother used to cook meals from scratch. We used to buy, we used to buy foods at the, at the farmer's market and everything was very simple. And, and we ate as a family all together. I, I went to medical school in Uruguay and after graduating from medical school, 
I decided to go to the United States, to New York specifically, to do my internship, residency, and fellowship in internal medicine and then cardiology. And the pace of life was very drastically different in, in the United States. To begin with, I didn't have my family. I wasn't eating the foods that were prepared from scratch by my mom. I was running around like a chicken with no head from, from being on call to, to, you know, to being on call again a, a day later, sometimes three days in a row, taking care of life and death situations and eating on the go from vending machines, from the hospital cafeteria. And when I had some time, I used to go to the supermarket and buy, you know, some kind of container that I put in a microwave and in five minutes I got a meal. So I started gaining weight. I started getting sick. I started having difficulty digestion. I started having allergies which were seasonal to begin with, but then all year round. And then I started getting depressed and I ended up going to three specialists, a gastroenterologist, an allergist, and a psychiatrist. And I was diagnosed with three diseases, irritable bowel syndrome, severe allergies, and severe depression. And I was given seven prescription medications. Yeah. And what shocked me into trying to find a different solution for my problems, one that did not include prescription medications, because I knew by, that, by then that these chemicals were not going to correct the dysfunctions that were causing my problems. They were just going to mask or kill the symptoms, as it were, leaving the problem brewing behind and maybe later on expressing in a different way. You know, I wonder if that's partly because the difference between where you were raised and then coming to the United States, where I don't know if a lot of us would have came to that same conclusion. You know, I've been bombarded with uh, TV programming, commercials, drug commercials. Um, you know, I did some math one day and I figured that it was, you know, probably, um, you know, for every decade that we've been alive watching the average amount of TV, probably about 2,500, um, you know, commercials in a year or 25,000 per decade. Well, for someone that's been watching TV for 50 years or however long, possibly over 100,000 of those little brainwashing segments to where we think that health comes in a bottle. Did well, you, were you exposed to that in Uruguay? Not really, but but it doesn't really matter because you're not a doctor. So so when I see those commercials, I mostly understand what the that what the chemistry behind them are. And I understand that they are not really correcting anything, just you know, masking the symptom. Okay. Now there is a time for medicine, right? We how would we know the difference of when medicine is important and when it's not? Well, depending on what you call medicine, I, I, you know, I call medicine everything. Maybe you're referring to modern allopathic medicine that, that, uh, that, that the one that we're accustomed to in the modern hospitals these days. Right. So, and it's a great question because, because understanding the place of modern medicine is really important. See, human beings are affected with all kinds of diseases for the diseases that are the, the acute diseases, the problems that are 
acute problems. Modern medicine is the best thing in the world. If I break a bone, I'm not going to go meditate or drink some herbal tea. I'm going to go to the best orthopedic surgeon and have him put some screws and plates and reconstruct my bones. If I'm having a heart attack, I'm going to go to the best hospital with the best cardiology center and that they can put a catheter down my groin up to my coronary arteries and, and blow up the, the artery with a, with a balloon and put a stent there so that the blood can be restored, the blood flow can be restored. And those are the acute problems of, of, of humanity. But the chronic problems are problems that are not best solved with the with the modern tools of modern medicine so and and the thing is that human beings 90% of the problems that they are suffering from are are chronic problems and they and and doctors are trying to address them and treat them with modern tools so that doesn't make that doesn't make sense right so acute problems modern medicine best thing in the world chronic problems not so much yeah, yeah. So when you um, were given the seven prescriptions and you realized there must be a better way, you did some, uh, you kind of became your own patient at that point, I guess, and you started doing your own research. Um, and it eventually led you to what I read about three pillars. What are those and how do they integrate together? Well, you're talking about my latest book, Clean Seven. And in Clean 7, I described the three pillars of the program as functional medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, and intermittent fasting. But that's not really the three pillars of, of, of health. Right? These are the three pillars of the program that, you, that, that I describe in that, in that book, right? Okay, that makes sense. Um, and how, how do they integrate together and why is it important to look at all three? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a bit more complex th than that, right? Th this program, the clean seven program, which is the one that you're referring to is, is a, a detox program that I created after I created my first program, which was a 21 day program. Okay. My 21 day program is a detox program. Basically what it does is creates the conditions for the body's detoxification system to work at, at maximum capacity or, or the, at, at optimal levels, right? Now, what I realized that even though people were having amazing results when they did the 21-day program, many more people than, than, than the ones that were doing the program were not ready to embark on a 21-day program. So, so for many years, I tried to shorten that time and that's when I introduced to the to the to the the twenty one day program is based on principles of functional medicine, and 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 to accelerate the results, that's when I introduced principles of Ayurvedic medicine and intermittent fasting. Okay, I see it, and, and you know, as I read about it too, um, you know, I've heard of intermittent fasting, and I guess maybe I do that in my own life just because it happens, you know, you have a busy long day and realize you haven't really eaten yet today. And so, you know, the, I, I might go 24 hour periods, but I never realized the real benefit. I never had the understanding of the importance of it and how it related to detoxifying. 
you so, know, it, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. What's the question? Well, in your book, I love this. You um, and in Clean Seven, you were very, um, I'll say, vulnerable and and transparent about how it affects the mind, how the chemistry, the toxicity in our bodies would affect the mind. And you know, it was introduced earlier on in the book where you talked about uh, sleep, for instance, and dreams. And you know, I have realized in my own life growing up that if I ate certain foods, I would have very aggressive, angry, survival fighting dreams, bloody, disgusting dreams. And it was related to the chemistry that was in the foods that I was eating. Um, so I understood and, and certainly connected with you on that. And then you went on to talk about the mental wars in the brain that people would have. And I thought, you know, that's funny because I can relate to that. I've done that. And uh, not so much anymore. Um, I don't know how. I, I think I have some ideas how in my own life I got away from that. And part of it was probably chemistry. And part of it was probably training my brain to do different things. But how, do, how does all of that tie in? And how did you, you know, what were the mental wars like? And how did you get out of those patterns? So it's a big question that you're asking, but I'm I'll try to tackle it in, in, in some way. When, when, I, when I was diagnosed with severe depression, one of the things that I noticed was that there were always thoughts in my head. I was always experiencing thinking. Now, I'm not saying that I, I was thinking because if I had a choice at that time, I wouldn't be thinking thinking, I wouldn't have been thinking 90% of the thoughts that were appearing in my head. So I, I, you know, I questioned, wait a minute, if I am not choosing these thoughts that were, you know, constant, repetitive, and mostly negative, if I'm not choosing them, well, well then who is? And, and with that question, I started trying to understand where thoughts come from, who chooses the thoughts that appear in, in, in your head? How, how do they appear? And, and, like, and, and by, by exploring Eastern philosophies and Eastern uh, religions was that I you know, was made aware that this, this is something that 99.9% .9 of the population of the world is experiencing, the constant thinking. Now, the lucky ones have co constant positive thinking. And then, and, and the unlucky ones have constant negative thinking or a mixture of both, right? But, but the fact is that we are almost all the time just being taken by our thoughts and they are automatic and they're repetitive and many times negative, right? And when they're negative, they play with your emotions as well. Because when you're thinking about something that's negative, then you, you either worry or you get angry or, 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 or whatever else is is uh, is a reaction that you're having as if what you're thinking is true for example if you're starting to think about a fight with the with your boss you're going to get angry as if the fight was actually occurring even though it's just imaginary it's just in your head but once i realized that the thinking process is automatic then i started to wonder if there is a way to slow them down and, and even maybe stop them and just only think when I decided to think. That's when I came across the concept of meditation. 
as the practice through which and slow down the constant automatic thinking process and maybe even stop it. That's when I started to be interested in learning how to meditate. And eventually I ended up living in a monastery in India where I went to try to learn how to meditate and slow or stop my automatic thinking process, right? Um, That was my journey into into discovering this or becoming aware of this and trying to somehow resolve that big problem that I was experiencing. And now, as you know, time went by and I learned how to meditate and I've been practicing for many, many years, I realized that even though maybe I haven't slowed down that much my thinking process or 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 stopped it except for you know certain moments i don't identify with them so much i just watch them just like you watch the clouds going up uh, you know by in the sky before i used to get into the thought and then you know now i just watch them and i kind of you know wave at them and, and observe them as if i was detached from them and they don't affect me as much anymore yeah and i think you would agree because you mentioned it a little bit that the difference between those two choices is really you know sympathetic or parasympathetic you know are you is your body in a fight or flight mode or you know is it okay to just acknowledge things but let digestion and things continue in your body does that make sense Mm, not really, if, I, okay. if, if I'm being honest, because you talk about, well, choice, you're talking about choices, but the truth is that mo- most people have no choice. There is no, they, this, this concept of choice is an overused, um, you know, very American uh, concept. You, know, you choose this, you choose that. We, we, we basically have no choice. These are, things that are just happening on, on, on themselves, right? So, so the the work of really detaching oneself from from the thought from the thinking process is an arduous continuous work right now you also talk about the association between a, a sympathetic and parasympathetic and i think that it's kind of the other way around i think that thought is first and then sympathetic or parasympathetic is activated depending on what it is that you're thinking in most cases, it can go the other way too. It, you, your your sympathetic uh, system may may get activated, and that will maybe attract different thoughts. You know, but uh, but in general, I think that that thought is first, and then sympathetic or parasympathetic as a result, as a consequence. Okay, and I, and I think the you know reason it is. Um, but hey, this is. This is just my understanding. I'm, I'm I'm no expert on this. I'm just a student. Well, we're all students, but I do think you are an expert. <laughs> and you have been referred to as the father of detox. Yeah, um, but that, that's a that's a whole different uh, you know set of, of of things that I that I really do understand, which is which is how the detoxification system in the body works and and how to create the conditions for that system to work optimally, which for most of us, it isn't. I 
want to thank you for being on this health journey with us on the Dr. Haley Show as we strive to make better, healthier choices in life and learn from some of the world's best experts. As a thank you for your patronage, during the month of July 2022, when shopping at HaleyNutrition.com, use the coupon code FREEDOM when checking out. F-R-E-E-D-O-M. Freedom will get you 7% off the cost of your purchase. Yeah, and it is tremendously important because uh, even if we are eating the cleanest diets and, you know, we're all being bombarded by chemicals that are getting inside us. And some of us are holding on to those and storing them more than others, you know, uh, whether it's, um, well, you know, I happen to be in a room with carpet beneath me that probably has chemicals that are off gassing, you know, uh, there's things in the air, uh, living on this planet is, you know, they used to allow smoking on airplanes. But forget about, forget about the carpet, you know, there's, there's something much more intimate and much more pervasive than that which is all the chemicals that we put in the food-like products that we consume. Right. Human beings these days, in, at least in modern cities, they, they get their, their you know, what, whatever they eat, they get it from supermarkets. And if you take a look at a supermarket, 90% of what is sold and consumed in supermarkets comes in some kind of container, a box, a can, a jar, a tube, a bag. And in order to be in these containers and in order to have a shelf life, they have to have chemicals, preservatives, conservatives. And then in order to sell you more, they have to have chemicals that make you attracted to them. So they have coloring agents and smelling agents and texturizing agents and all these chemicals. They keep going into your system all the time. And those are the chemicals that are mostly the ones that affect us, right? Yes, the off-gassing of the of of the of the the off-gassing of the uh, of your carpet is important, but but um, but the, the the most important ones are the ones that you're eating all day long, or the ones that you're applying on your skin to your right. and, and 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 toiletries and things that we use. Sure, sure. Well, we get those in us from our diets. Um, how do we get them out? So so incredibly, the body has an ability to get them out, to, to detoxify them, to, to neutralize them, to change their chemical structure. The way that the body does that is, is in many ways, but, but the two main ways in which the body does that is when these toxins come into your, into your system, through your digestive system mostly, they, the first thing they encounter is your intestinal flora. In the intestinal flora, the good bacteria, the good fungus in your in your intestines, they do 30 to 40% of the detoxification work of these chemicals. Once they are absorbed into your bloodstream, then the rest of the work is done by the liver. The liver has the power to, the ability to manufacture enzymes that will break these chemicals and that will extract parts of these chemicals, part of the molecules, and, and add a different molecule so that that it renders these chemicals non-toxic and converts them from fat-soluble into water-soluble. Most of these chemicals that we're exposed to are only fat-soluble. So they have to be converted into water-soluble 
so that the body is able to expel them, to eliminate them, right? We mostly eliminate things, things through water, sweat, breath. You know, the breath is, has moist, your urine and your feces. So, so they have to be converted from fat soluble into water soluble. This is done by the liver mostly once these chemicals are absorbed. Now, it's amazing that our livers that were, you know, created by nature thousands or maybe millions of years ago, they are able to uh, deal with the chemicals that we invented yesterday in many cases you know, or, or, or last week. Yeah. It's, just, it's just miraculous. The problem is, the problem is that the liver needs certain nutrients as building blocks to, to manufacture these enzymes. And if you're not consuming or absorbing these nutrients, then the enzymes will not be manufactured and the liver will not be able to do its work. And this is what's happening to a lot of people. We are not eating the right nutrients. We're not absorbing the right nutrients. And, and, and furthermore, there is an energetic problem because, because the body needs energy to do all these things. And, and, and for example, we think of food as the where we get our energy from. But in order to, to, to get these nutrients into the body, you have to digest them. And digestion consumes energy. And the problem is that we are digesting all day long because we're eating all day long. And, and that requires an energetic consumption that, that, that takes away energy from other systems, the detoxification system being one of them. So because we're eating all day long, and because we're eating crap and not absorbing the right nutrients, and then the liver is not able to have the energy available or the nutrients available to produce the enzymes, we end up with a toxic overload. Mm. We end up with a backup of, of toxins. Now, these toxins continue in the circulation. And as I said, 90% of them are fat soluble. So they're going to go and lodge in your fatty tissues. Where, they, where are the fatty tissues? In the brain, in the, in the thyroid, in, in your, in your, um, in your uh, 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 mammary glands, in your testicles, in your kidneys, in your liver. And where are all the cancers where we're seeing these days? In those, in those organs, right? Yeah. Now, now, you know, once these, these, uh, these uh, fat-soluble toxins saturate your, your, your tissues, then the body will turn its metabolism into, into a mode of retaining and generating fat in order to defend itself against this, these chemicals. When hmm. so that leads to you know, the conditions for obesity, which is, which is a huge problem in the world today. You know? Nobody talks about this. Everybody thinks of obesity as, okay, you're eating too much and exercising too little. But obesity is not only that, it's also a very intelligent way in which the body is defending itself against these fat-soluble toxins. So, you know, it's a big subject and, um, and, 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 it's, and, and we're paying the consequences of, for, for the way that we're living and the way that we're eating. That's interesting um, because I've never really thought about it that way. The fact that somebody might be gaining weight because their body's actually saying eat more to gain more fat to protect from the toxic overload that's already in you. That, and that it's, is. And it's, wow. not even, it's, and it's not even eat more it, because whatever you eat 
can be burned or can be turned into fat. Mm. So, so, you know, you may be eating the same, but, but if your metabolism is on a, on a, on a fat retaining and fat generating mode, yeah. you're going to, you're going to gain fat and you're going to gain weight and you're going to be, become obese. Okay. So we start a detoxification program with, um, that includes intermittent fasting. And because of that, that's when our body goes into the fat burning mode. Is that why detoxification is accelerated at that time? Or are there other reasons? Well, you, you, <laughs> you're mixing, you're mixing things. You know? Okay. You, 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 okay you yeah. Get me straight. I'm going to do this program. I want to do it right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, 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 the intermittent fasting is one thing. Detoxification is a different thing. I mean, yeah, of course they, 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 you know, intermittent fasting accelerates detoxification, but intermittent fasting is not necessary for detoxification. You know, you, your body is detoxifying all the time. You know, you're, you're, you're breathing out, you're getting CO2 out. So that's detoxification. Your body cannot even stop for a minute detoxifying because otherwise you will die. So the detoxification process is always trying or always going on. Now, it can be more effective or less effective, Right. Now, how you make it? How do you make it more effective? That is when reducing the workload of the digestive system comes in handy, because the more the the, the less energy you consume digesting, the more that it would be allocated to other functions. Detoxification being one of them. Now, that is that is the energetic aspect of it. Then making sure that you that you have the right nutrients for the liver to produce the enzymes is a different aspect of it. So there's many different aspects of detoxification that are not just reducing the workload of the digestive system. And intermittent fasting is just one way of reducing the workload of the digestive system. All right. And thank you for your patience. It's coming together. It is, you know, a little as I'm as I'm understanding, okay, the 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 pillars we've got, you know, intermittent fasting, but we have Ayurvedic medicine, herbs, and things. And so I'm start, it's coming together. I'm probably still going to mess things up, uh, but I haven't finished the book yet. I have to. We're all learning. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, in this detoxif detoxification uh, program, is it symptomatic for most people or how does it, how does it work? How do people typically experience detoxification or what might someone expect to experience? So, so when you start a detoxification program, um, you know, the first few days are a little difficult because usually a detoxification program involves some drastic change in your habits, right? So for example, coffee is not allowed during a detoxification program oh. and people, <laughs> people that drink coffee may go into withdrawals and have headaches and feel, feel low energy. So the first few days are, are, are a little hard. But then later on, it just becomes um, a beautiful thing. You, you sleep better, you, you, you poop better, you're, you, you, you're not aware of your digestion. You know, a lot of people are aware of their digestion because it's gurgling or it's, you know, the, the, the gases, they're bloating. That all disappears. Your skin becomes, becomes more softer and, 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 and starts glowing the white around your eyes becomes more white. I mean, the, 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 the effects or the, or the, the things that, that people feel when they're 
the, when their detoxification system is working optimally, uh, involve every every organ, every part of your body. And and uh, you know, I have people that that um that stop having aches and pains, or 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 you know, diabetics type two diabetics that stop needing insulin or uh, stop needing uh, medications uh, for for uh, for diabetes. I mean. It is quite remarkable what happens. The detoxification system is one of the systems that most human beings have somewhat screwed up. But when you, but when you when you correct that and 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 create the conditions for that to work optimally, it affects every system of your body. Okay. Um, as we're talking about um, supporting detoxification with herbs supplements. And we're going to get to, um, uh, we're going to definitely below this uh, video and on the blog page, I'm going to have um, links to your website as I will be visiting myself when I know which products I'm supposed to get. I haven't figured out my type yet, and I haven't been to the site to figure out how that all connects together. But how would we know what makes a supplement good or not good? We talked a little bit about foods and the differences between food in Uruguay that you were brought up on where your you know, mother would actually spend lots of hours preparing real food versus what it's like here where you can go in the shelves and get something and stick it in the microwave and 30 seconds later have what appears to be a meal. What When it comes to supplements, what are some of the things we might recognize as good versus bad? Well, to, to to begin with, I wanna I wanna clarify that you don't need supplements for 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 a detoxification program. The reason I do use supplements is because they they help and they accelerate things, right? So so but but they're not needed. They're not absolutely necessary, right? Yeah. Now with supplements, as with everything, there's 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 good ones and there's bad ones. And, and, you know, it's good to know uh, or, or to learn how to distinguish between them. You know, there, there's, there's, um, there's organic, for example, when, you, when you're talking about herbs, there's organic herbs versus non-organic herbs. There's, there's biodynamic farming versus non-biodynamic farming. There, you know, the, the, the certain supplements contern, contain certain uh, pollutant chemicals like heavy metals or, or, or things like that. So it's always good to get your supplements from reputable and and uh, and serious uh, companies right? right that that do their work and 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 vet their, their 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 raw materials for for contaminants and things like that right yeah now now when you're talking about supplements it's a very individual thing you know and there's ways of determining which supplements you need and which supplements you or, or which supplements will help will benefit you the most and which supplements maybe not so much mm-hmm. now you can do that there's a whole s- spectrum of of uh, accuracy to do that there's there's ways with that are very very accurate if you do certain blood tests and 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 urine tests and certain certain laboratory tests you can really pin down what supplements you you would benefit you, right? But there's there's always uh, the the uh, a more it's like more educated guess work on supplements. Now most people in the world benefit from magnesium because our foods and our soils are depleted of magnesium. And even if you're eating the best organic foods, 
they're usually depleted of magnesium, right? So, so I, I give magnesium to people without even uh, doing any, any, any test because th there's a more likelihood than not that it will help them. Same thing with vitamin D. We're all sun deprived. So sun is the source of vitamin D. So for most people, supplementing with vitamin D is going to be a, um, a beneficial. Same thing with the B vitamins. They're very difficult to absorb. And they depend on a good intestinal flora to be to be uh, pre-digested and and by and be bio bioavailable for absorption. So a lot of people are lacking B vitamins. So I I I, I give them to my patients. Right? And then and then there's supplements that that um that will likely most likely help. Like for, and that's those are the supplements that I use in the Clean Seven program, which is the book that you're reading now. And those are the Ayurvedic adaptogens. Mm -hmm. These these are plants that have the ability to help your body adapt. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, whereas certain supplements have a definite effect, for example, this, there, there are certain supplements that will lower your blood pressure. There are certain sub supplements that will increase your blood pressure. These adaptogenic herbs will help your body adapt, meaning if your blood pressure is low, they will help them will help your body elevate it. And if your blood pressure is high, it will help your body bring it down. So it's like an, it's a very intelligent uh, supplement, right? These are the Ayurvedic adaptogenic herbs, like, like ashwagandha, tulsi, turmeric, and, uh, and, 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 and things like that. Oh, that's beautiful. And that was a good explanation of adaptogenic. Um, so I like that. Um, what would you say your favorite... It's probably your own, but other than your own, your favorite testimonial to, um, you know, someone that has been through the uh, one of the detox, whether it was the 21 day or the seven day program. You know, I have so many that I, I wouldn't be able to choose a favorite one, but I, but I can tell you, you know, that, that, that some people have completely changed their lives. Like I, I, can, I can tell you about this patient in New York. Her name is Anna, who had an autoimmune disease um, that completely destroyed her, her, her skin and was almost unrecognizable. Mm. And, through, and through my programs, started um, calming down her autoimmunity and, and was able to restore her health and her, and her skin started to look uh, healthy again or healthier, right? Um, that completely changed her life. I mean, I have so many that it's hard for me to choose <laughs> the favorite one. There, I can see that as you light up with excitement, and that's neat. They involve so many aspects of of people's lives, you know. Right. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Um, so, you know, I've also heard you say that um, you know a little stress can be good for you. Um, what will your day look like today? How will you balance stress and relaxation and diet? And what will you do today? And, and how will you enjoy your day? You know, when you go for a run, you're stressing your body, but everybody knows the benefits of exercise, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yes, there, there are things that you, that you introduce into your life that, that, that force your body to adapt that have a very beneficial effect. And you could call that stress. Like for example, deliberate cold exposure. You know, look, right, right here in my backyard. Let me see if I, if I have good reception. 
I have a oh hold on I um I think I think uh I think the filter is blurring everything. Yeah, yeah let me let me take the filter off background and filters. All right. Oh there it is. See, I have um I have a river right here, right? Um yes. And so so I wake up in the morning with my kids and we jump in the river and it's really freezing. No way. <laughs> so now you can call, you can you can say that that is stressing the body in, in some way, right? But um but 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 we all know now that deliberate cold exposure is really beneficial for the body because it 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 does a lot of things to your metabolism. And it turns yellow fat into brown fat which is healthy fat yellow fat is the unhealthy fat and and uh, and and it changes it changes you metabolically makes you more resilient it, it strengthens your immune system right so so there are stresses that are really beneficial for the body that's that's cool you know i i heard you talking about the you know the contrast uh, treatments with the um you know cold water to hot water and how you can even do that in your own shower just by adjusting the temperature to get the vessels to you know contract and and part of the detoxification i was hoping that you know you mentioned going in the water if i was able to pick up my computer i would say hey let me show you what we have here and we'd get in the freezer we got the big walk-in freezer that's set at minus 20 cold air it's blowing it might do it a little it's not the same as jumping in cold water something people are paying to get into freezers like that it's called <laughs> cryotherapy and these and these shops are popping everywhere and yeah. they, they cost anywhere to, from from 20 to 60 bucks for you to get in for a while you know so so use it and take it and take advantage of it we are in and out of it all day long grabbing things to pack and ship so uh but anyway it's fun um, where is, I'm, and I'm going to have all of your links that are important to you. Um, I have already found your YouTube channel and your Instagram channel, and, and you have a, a website and a place where people can go get books and the programs. What would you say the best stop, the number one source, um, that people should go to, to find out more about you and maybe purchase your books or, um, find your, some of your content? Well, with, with my Instagram account, you, you know, Dr. Alejandro Junger, Doctor Alejandro Junger, that's a that's a good way to to start familiarizing yourself and and learning a little bit about my work. And the other one is www.cleanprogram.com, which which is my company where we sell our kits and books and 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 we have the best customer support ever. You know, whenever you enter one of the one of the programs we we support you all the way. We have free consultations and and, and guidance. Um, that those are the two main places, right? And Excellent. of course, of course, my books. All right, so I'll list those first right below this video on YouTube, or if you're on the blog page, I'll have the links at the bottom of the page in the resources area. Uh, Dr. Younger, I want to thank you so much for turning uh, your your stresses in life, your challenges, your health challenges into something that uh, benefits so many people all around the world. When I'm done with um, uh, Clean 7, um, I'm going to get Clean Gut because now, we're... More important than reading the book is doing the program. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right, because it's really remarkable what it can do for you. 
Oh, I'm fully convinced. I'm, you know, I, I just started reading the book a couple of days ago, and I'm right now getting to the the food part in the end, the uh, where it's figure out what your dosha is, and and you know, I, which I think is similar to like body type and what foods are appropriate for you. I don't know. I haven't got there yet. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you refer to as body type, but the dosha is in a way body type or body constitution. But according to Ayurvedic principles, you know, it's a, it's a you know, in Ayurveda, the world is made of the five elements, which is not from the from the periodic table, right? But it's the fire, water, earth, wind, and and ether, right? And depending on depending on the influence of these energies on you is what your body constitution is going to be. So it's like, for example, if the fire influences more, then then you're going to have a pitta constitution, a fiery constitution. And that that has certain body characteristics, but also has a, a tendencies of, the, of, of how your body reacts, not only to foods, but to situations and to, and to you know, to life in, in itself. So, so by answering the questionnaire in the book, you'll find out what your, what your dosha is. But more importantly than finding what your dosha is, is finding what your current dosha imbalance is. Which is a little bit different, and it's explained in the book, right? Yes. And, and and the difference is, when you answer the questionnaire, if you think of your whole life, then you're going to determine your constitution, your 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 the the constitution you were born with. But if you answer it thinking of only the last month or two, then you're going to find out your dosh, your current dosha imbalance. That's the important one for the program. That's where I am right now is at that questionnaire. So I got, I got some work to do. going to figure some things out and get on the program. So awesome. Dr. Younger, thank you so much. Uh, I'm truly blessed to have you and uh, everyone who, who's watching this and listening on the podcast, I know will be as well. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Dr. Haley Show. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this exact episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode on www.drhaley.com. If you want to geek out with Dr. Michael Haley on other radical health topics, be sure to check out his YouTube channel where he posts exclusive video content. All the details are at www.drhaley.com and we can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode. Oh,